One time a church woman asked me what Ephesians 3.20 means. She had been thinking about this verse of scripture. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And she said to me, What is the power that works in us? It was like it was instantly revealed to me. It is the power of the Holy Spirit of God who teaches us all things reminds us of all that Jesus, the Word, has said to us, guides us into all truth, and shows us things to come. God showed me these two scriptures and how they work together for the body of Christ when I was a new Christian. For God taught me many things about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside all who believe in God. If you will look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, we'll see that Paul tells us this. Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? All who believe the word of God are born again of God. And the Holy Spirit is given to the believer at the time he believes the word of God. Ephesians chapter 1 shows us that. Start at verse 3. Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, in the Word, according as he hath chosen us in him, in Christ, in the Word, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, the Word, to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved. Verse 7, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, 
which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, the Word, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Trusted in Christ the Word, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the Word of Truth, the Gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. In most places when you purchase a piece of land, you pay a down payment on the contract. That is called an earnest fee. The down payment that God paid on each of us who are born again, the down payment that he paid showing that we belong to him is the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in us. Jesus told us what the Holy Spirit would do for us. John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Now, I've found that he teaches me spiritual things as well as secular things. When I don't know what to do and I ask God what to do about a problem, very often an idea will come to my mind. God has taught me that that is the way he communicates with us in the church most often. A simple idea will come into our mind. Now, he could also give us a dream, of course. Or he could speak to us by an angel. Or he could give us a vision. He used all of those ways to speak to the New Testament church in the New Testament Bible. So we can know anything he has done with a person in the New Testament Bible. We can know he can also use that same vehicle to speak to us. The Holy Spirit most often just brings a gentle thought to our mind, showing us what to do, giving us options.
There was a time I had thought maybe I would have my front seat upholstery changed on my old 25-year-old car. As I stood there looking at the car and thinking about doing this, a thought came to my mind, and I knew it was the Holy Spirit bringing it. The thought was, or you could just buy a new car. Very often, the Holy Spirit speaks things to us that we've never thought of before. Opening our eyes, showing us a better way to go. As I thought about that, or you could just buy a new car, I said, that's right. I've sold my house in Texas. The money is sitting in the bank. I could buy a new car and pay cash. And that night, God gave me a dream where I bought a new car. I had so much confirmation that that was the way to go. So Jesus says, John fourteen twenty six, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Often, when I ask God what to do, he'll remind me of a scripture which shows me in the situation what to do. That's the Spirit of God that's in us, reminding us of everything Jesus has said in the Bible. John chapter 16, verse 13, says two more things the Holy Spirit does for us. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, Jesus says he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He hears from God. He searches the heart of God to show us the will of God and what we are to do in the issues that pertain to this present life. And, Jesus says, he will show you things to come. Four things the Holy Spirit will do. He will teach you all things. Bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. He will guide you into all truth, and he will show you things to come. When you understand this is what the Holy Spirit does, that's the power that works in us which enables God to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. In the Bible, the Holy Spirit is often referred to as the helper. He helps us to know 
the will of God by bringing to our mind ideas to show us the will of God. He is the Spirit of Truth. One time a young man said to his mother, The Bible is so legalistic. And she told me what he said, and I was so grieved. I began talking with God about this. Then the Holy Spirit told me the truth from God's viewpoint. He said to me, The people of the world want freedom to sin. They want to be approved in their sins. They will seek out churches that will approve them in their sin and make them feel good about whatever sin they are committing. But the people of God want freedom from sin. And it's the pure word of God that gives us the freedom from sin as we follow the word of God. So the people of the world want freedom to sin and the people of God want freedom from sin. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of the following scripture on this subject. Matthew 7, verses 13, 14, Jesus said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth into life, and few there be that find it. Proverbs 14.12 There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So what we do, knowing these things, We turn to God and ask him to stop us if we're going the wrong way. We ask him to confirm to us the way that he wants us to go. And very often it is the Holy Spirit that God uses to show us the way to go by bringing a simple idea to our mind, a scripture to our mind, or an idea. Or sometimes we have a dream. So we know the will of God in the issue pertaining to this present life. John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, the Word, am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. 1 Corinthians 2 was used a lot by God with me in teaching me how to know the will of God and the working of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, starting at verse 9, 
But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Now that is an Old Testament scripture. But in the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit to show us things of God. Verse 10, But God hath revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The Holy Spirit will remind us often of multiple scriptures to teach us the truth about a subject. So we compare spiritual things with spiritual, by the Holy Spirit, as he brings to our mind scripture, one scripture after another, to show us the truth. Sometimes we'll start to do something, but we really don't have any peace about it. Haven't you ever had the time when you would make out a list of things to do tomorrow? But then when tomorrow came, you really didn't want to do those things? One time a woman was meeting with her adult-aged son, and she told me, I've made out a list of subjects to talk to him about, that I want to be sure to talk to him about these subjects. And I said, oh, no, don't do that. This boy was not born again. Trust God to bring to your mind subjects or to bring into the conversation the subjects that he wants spoken. Pray to speak only that which God wants you to speak. Don't make out a list of things you're going to speak. She followed the counsel that I gave her and tore up the list. And she told me that everything went very well. That Many of the things she had on her list, she didn't even mention. This is trusting in God rather than trusting in yourself. Very often, I will pray before I'm going to meet with someone and ask God to have me speak only those things that he wants me to speak. Trusting in God. If we yoke ourselves to our own ideas and we force ourselves to go through those things and do those things and say those things, 
we often find that they are not the right things to do or say. But you can trust in God and go to God and ask Him for help. And you should have the confidence through experience with God that He will help you and show you what to do and what to say. Here's a promise of God on the subject. Matthew 11. Start at verse 28. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Often you're going to find that the reason you're heavy laden is you made up the plan yourself without turning to God, and it's your plan and not God's plan for you. Come unto me, Jesus says, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. As a new Christian, this is how God taught me to follow him. If something is terribly difficult and complex, or overly expensive, and would be a hard yoke, Don't do it. Just back off and pray again and ask God to lead you. For his yoke is easy and his burden is light. When I moved to Colorado, I needed help with my sound system. I called a sound specialist in Denver to talk to him about helping me. But as he talked about all the things he'd done in the past in setting up sound systems and what I might need, it became so complex that I knew it wasn't of God for me to get this person to come help me because it was too hard. It was so complex. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's simple. So when something is out of control with difficulty, I know I don't have God's plan. Look at James chapter 3. We are warned as follows. Verse 14. If ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, Glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. James three, fourteen through 16 One time my cleaning woman came to me and said, don't you ever feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses? I was shocked, and I said, what did you say? So she repeated her statement. 
And I thought about it. And I said to her, no, I don't believe I do that. I don't believe I buy clothing to try to outdo other people, to try to exalt myself above other people. At that time, I was driving a 25-year-old car, so I certainly wasn't buying a car to try to impress my neighbors. You might start out doing that in life, but hopefully you will learn and we will learn to let Jesus be the pattern for us who made himself of no reputation, Philippians chapter 2. He didn't try to exalt himself. I've written several books on Amazon, and I have never told anything about myself in like an author's page where you tell where you went to college or what books you've written or things like that about yourself. We tell about God and what he did with us and how he caused us to do the work of God. But we don't try to make ourselves of reputation. If the person is of God, I just know that if he's of God, he'll know I'm of God because he reads the examples I give, and he'll know I'm of God. It was God doing the work. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your heart, trying to outdo another person, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above, verse 17, James 3.17, the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, easy to be administered, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. If there's any hypocrisy at all in your plan, any play-acting, things you don't really believe but you're saying to impress another person, you must stop doing that. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So if we have envy or strife, we can turn to God and pray what David prayed, Psalm 51.10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. I've often prayed that over myself. And we go forward understanding the working of the Holy Spirit as stated in the Bible. He is the power within us. And he reminds us of things and we speak those things. God 
taught me this concerning the ministry. Just read the Bible, do the scriptures that are called to your attention, straighten out your own thinking according to the Bible, and when you are speaking to a group or an individual, speak that which I bring to your mind. It's not a pre-planned thing. It's trusting God to speak through you by bringing to you that which he wants you to speak. And that's what I do when I write, and that's what I do when I record. Very often, God will have me speak things that I had never even thought of speaking. That's because you have needs. He knows what your needs are, and I don't. So he will bring to my mind scriptures for me to speak that day so you can benefit. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.